0: When I was a kid, I went on a class field trip on a beautiful fall day to visit a pumpkin patch and corn maze. Now, I can't say that uh, many of my classmates were very interested in the pumpkin patch, but we were all over the corn maze. And our teacher uh, put a parent at either end, at the entrance and the exit, and then sent us in a few kids at a time. Now, two things you need to know to appreciate this story. One, I was one of the smallest kids in my class, so to me, the corn was 14 feet tall. Second, I was the kind of child who believed I knew everything, and others simply needed to catch up with my genius. So I went into the corn maze with a small group of friends, and as soon as we entered, they turned left and I turned right. And they said to me, you're going the wrong way, you're going to get lost. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, you are going the wrong way, and we separated. I wandered around a bit. I ran into another group of kids who also said, you are going the wrong way. And I said, no, you are going the wrong way. You're going to get lost and get in trouble with the teacher. So I continued to wander and wander and wander. And finally, I had to admit to myself that I was wrong. I was lost in the corn maze. Eventually, I just sat down, my mother had taught me to do that, stay where you are if you're lost. So I just sat down and waited. And eventually the parent that was at the exit realized I hadn't come out and she came back in and found me. I was just sitting there not too far really from the exit at all. But you see friends, I was so intent that I knew the way that I almost spent the rest of my natural life lost in a corn maze. I think we have to admit that as human beings, we have a very strong-willed psyche. Most of us believe we know the way. We'd like to live life on our own terms. We think it's best like that. Frank Sinatra saying, I did it my way. And I think that that could be the anthem for a lot of us. But you know what? Maybe it's age or that plus a combination of two decades of pastoral ministry. But I've learned a hard lesson about this, that after a while, going your own way isn't all it's cracked up to be. That in the long run, it can just get you lost in the corn maze of life. One man put it to me like this. He said, after a while I had to admit that going my way wasn't working anymore. I was tired of my way. I was ready to go God's way. Well, my friends, that's what baptism is all about. Baptism marks a new beginning, a change of direction, if you will, a pivot from going our way to going God's way. And no matter how old you are, No matter where you are in life, no matter how many miles you've got in the rearview mirror, it's never too late to remember your baptism, to get back in touch with it, to allow it to pivot you through the power of the Holy Spirit, to cause a change in direction in your life. Friends, it's never too late to choose to stop going your way and start going God's way. And Jesus, you see, is our example for this. Mark tells us that his cousin, John the Baptist, was bathing people in the waters of repentance in the Jordan River and then sending them on their way, saying, go and sin no more. Now, you got to wonder why Jesus would take part in any of this. Why would he be baptized by John? He was sinless. He didn't need to be forgiven for anything. And yet, he comes to the banks of the river, and rather than just standing there and watching, Jesus wades in and takes his turn. He's baptized right there. And then Mark tells us that the heavens are torn open. And Jesus sees the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove, and then there's the voice, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well-pleased. Friends, what had Jesus done at that point that would be so pleasing? After all, he was at the very beginning of his ministry. He hadn't done anything yet except say yes to that ministry. He'd only said yes to God. Well, perhaps that's the sum of it. If Jesus had anything to repent for, which means turning, changing direction, reorienting your life. If He had anything to repent for, perhaps it was just going His own way. Because Jesus went into that river a private person, and He came out a public one. He went into that river a carpenter, and He came out a Messiah someone committed to following God's way for the rest of his life. But of course we know what that got him, right? Yeah, following God's way, well, that meant that his life would be short and his path would ultimately lead to the cross. So, I can't stand here this morning with any integrity and tell you that baptism is akin to snuggling into God's love like it's a warm comforter, and then leaving this place floating on air with a sort of warm and fuzzy feeling. baptism is so much more challenging than that. This change of direction, well, it means accepting the love of this one who offered his life for us, and then allowing that love to shape our lives, to challenge the way that we live. Living into our baptism means living into our discipleship, following in the footsteps of Christ. Brian McLaren tells a very powerful story about a young woman who approached her priest one Sunday after Mass. And she said, Father, I want to ask you something. I want you to unbaptize me. And the old priest said, what? Yes, she said, I I want you to unbaptize me. I'm told that it happened to me when I was a child. I don't really remember it. I didn't give my consent, and I want to be unbaptized. What are you talking about, he said. Well, she said, you know, if it just meant... um, believing a set of religious ideas, you know, and identifying myself as part of this religion, I could go along with it. If if it just meant coming to to the church on Sunday and sitting here and getting counted, going through some rituals, I I guess I could go along with that. And, And I like the forgiveness part. I can go along with that. But she said... Last Sunday in your sermon, you made it clear that it it, it means a lot more than that, more than I ever signed up for, more than I want to do, because you said that living into my baptism means following Jesus and doing things like loving my enemies. Well, I don't love my enemies, and I don't intend to. And you also said that if you're living into your baptism, well, then you're willing to stand against the flow. Well, I like the flow. I'm comfortable bending to it. And you also said that it's like rethinking everything, seeing everything in a new way and, well, then conforming my whole life to that like I'm part of some kind of movement. I don't want to change my thinking. And I'm not moving anywhere. So please, Father, Unbaptize me. Well, the priest then began to cry. And at first the tears were gentle, but then great sobs began to well up out of his chest. And it took three Kleenexes to wipe his eyes and blow his nose and collect himself. And the young woman said, Father, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to disappoint you. And he said, Oh, my child, you don't understand. These are tears of joy because in all my ministry, you may be the only person who listened and truly understood." My friends, going God's way is not easy. It's not easy at all. And yet, It is the way that leads to life. Are you tired of going your way? It's the beginning of the year, a time in which we often reevaluate what we're doing with ourselves. Are you tired of going your way? Do you think that perhaps it's time to go God's way? Well then. Remember your baptism and be thankful for it. Remember your baptism and by the power of the Holy Spirit, recommit yourself to living a life that honors Christ. Change of direction. It can be a very good and powerful thing.